Welcome to Shrimp Cocktail, a dish best served cold, a place where the shrimps discuss our lives, the real housewives, and the time Becky shot Marina Abramovic. Good afternoon, Becky. Good afternoon, Peter. How may I help you? I would like one order of clam strips, please. Thank you. Is the tartar sauce made with Miracle Whip or mayo? I'm going to have to ask the chef. <sighs> Whatever. Just give it to me. I don't have time for this. <laughs> Are you a Miracle Whip or uh, Hellman's? Guy? I hate Miracle Whip. I could take it in the tartar sauce because it's more of like a lemon-based dill kind of thing. But the, that's the big thing that bothers me about the cabin in Fredericton is they do Miracle Whip. They do do Miracle Whip. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... Years ago, my mom, I think, overheard AJ talking shit about Miracle Whip. And she was like that, you know, like the, the Marge with the Tang and Rice Krispies circled around and just went and bought a different brand because <laughs> she didn't want to, like, disappoint him. Oh, I thought she was going to, like, talk about it every night and be like that. AJ so ungrateful snob. <laughs> no, no. My mom's the opposite type of person. She uh, she loves to you know people please and stuff Aww. um but yeah now since then she's never bought miracle whip i yeah, think cause she had because she, she grew up with it and you think that's what it should taste like but it's too tangy yeah it's not like, mayonnaise it's salad dressing like get over yeah that. that's a good way to describe it it is salad dressing us because there's like a lot of sugar and a lot of uh, vinegar in it so i don't care if sylvester the cat endorses it <laughs> who's that <laughs> remember the tweety bird Miracle Whip and the commercials from the 90s. I really don't remember it being sponsored by the cat from Tweety Bird. Yeah, it was. And then he Tweety was always like doing pranks and he was always like, Yow! <laughs> <laughs> but I love Tweety how... Bird was my nickname growing up. Oh, uh-huh. I love that. I can kind of see that if you're. Uh... I had, my head was shaped like this. <laughs> I was gonna, not going to say it. Like. But I love how we immediately cold open the pod with Miracle Mayonnaise conversation. As if that's like the hottest topic. We with talk mayonnaise about. talk. Yeah. Mayo talk. You thought this was water talk? This is mayo talk. <laughs> mayo talk with Becky and Peter. This has been a mayo moment. <laughs> Have you been following the water talk stuff? What is water talk? T- you don't know what water talk is, Peter. No. Okay. Well, you have an internet, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, Water talk is this phenomena on TikTok where it, I think it's mostly women with children who create their own customized waters at home in their big Stanley cups, you know, those huge thermoses. They fill it with ice, with water, and then they have all those like syrups that you use for coffees and they create their own it's not water. customized. I, well, that's the discussion. Is that like, <laughs> is it water in the end? I think it's really interesting. There's a lot of, um, discourse about it currently like on youtube and stuff that it's not really a conversation devoid of class you know yet you have to talk about class structures this is like uh, ice talk i've heard of ice talk like about like the shapes of ice and stuff no okay but you were supposed to like this new flex is that you open your fridge and you have different kinds of ice like some of the ice has mint some has lemon and yeah or different um, shapes probably exactly and that's the the same conversation where they're saying like this is something that 
uh, no matter what like income range you have, you could jump into. And those are kind of like the trends that are mm-hmm. happening because we're so fucking poor. We're like, oh my God, water. Wow. Well, I think that's like what water talk is about. Like why it's so viral is because people have to find ways to find joy in their day, but then cannot justify getting like a big soda fountain pop from Sonic or McDonald's or whatever every day. So it's like, and it also allows for creativity and for maybe people who are not Gen Z to participate in TikTok discourse. You know what I mean? It's, it's interesting. And um, it's also encouraging people to drink water because mm-hmm. it's a lot of it's like sugar-free. That's what were those sort of- um, giant glugger things that the Gen Z's were drinking at parties? Have you heard of that? No. Oh, it's going to bother me. Um, there's like these two, you get like a two liter milk jug and you fill it with like alcohol and water. Oh, it's called so it a Borg. Out. It's called a Borg. Yes. I remembered it. it there's a, a, I think Borg? it's an act. Yeah, I think it's an acronym. B-O-R-G. And they have these things called Borg parties. <laughs> so like David Attenborough, like discussing like the <laughs> younger generation. They have these things called Borg parties and you have to like drink the whole Borg. But like there's like rules that it has to be like a certain percentage of water and they all add like electrolyte flavoring and stuff. So they're like party. Is that hard. allowing these people to party hard but also get hydrated? Exactly. So See, they're like that's smart like i remember when i was um a teenager that was the advice my dad gave me where he was like every <laughs> drink that you have you have yeah. to balance out with another glass of water he was like that's the only way that you won't like be severely hungover do you see that tlc show with the severely overweight twins and they're like if you drink a sugar you have to have a soda <laughs> okay <laughs> i think they're not twins as far as, far oh, as sisters I know. yeah Yeah, what's it called? 600-pound sisters? (laughs) Yeah, like my 600-pound life or something like that? Yeah, maybe. That's what it's called. I know I I don't really follow it. I've never watched an episode, I don't think. But maybe I did over Christmas with my parents like five years ago. But I know that one of them lost a ton of weight and the other one hasn't. So there's a tension there. I thought you were going to say lost a foot. (laughs) Lost a ton of feet, like all three. No spoilers. Seriously. But oh, yeah. And they're like... "Eh." Because I've seen the clips on, like, Instagram, whatever. And be like, ever since you got skinny, you've been acting different. God bless. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else in the zeitgeist? Okay. Well, we saw our first uh, glimpse of Jen Shaw today. Oh, yeah. She was looking good. She had her glasses. She looked really good. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if, I mean, like, we only saw it in profile. But, like, she she's a beautiful woman. But, like, I think maybe like the filler i knew it you were gonna say that i knew it that like she just is more elegant without them Mm -hmm. um yeah less severe and yeah you know just that natural prison glow and she looks good with glasses too i like her in glasses she's suddenly smarter she's like mama morton from chicago oh i saw some sad news okay that gertie from miami has breast cancer what yeah she made a public statement today no i know is it like far along uh she no she said that they caught it early she said she did like a a routine mammogram and they Mm -hmm. found it you know because it was probably maybe a year since she had her last one it's a (gasps) i didn't know okay well yeah you get like a right after like the age of 40 or 45 you get like a mammogram every year i'm sure she's on top of her health but uh yeah. Do you remember? So, sorry. Blessings for Gertie. Yes. Peace I, and love I for love Gertie. Her. We, you need to Gertify that cancer out of your body. 
I don't know if that works. No, she literally wrote that in her statement. <gasps> okay. Okay, no, I have to find it. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the same page. We're on the same page. No, we, no, yeah, obviously you're a fan of Gertie, so you just know the way she speaks. And mm-hmm. yeah. I'm definitely a huge fan of uh, women getting their mammograms because back in the day, I was like number one Rosie O'Donnell show fan and she had the booby squeeze. Do you remember? No. The boobies, please. She did this dance like the boobies. She did mammograms on. She was like the hugest show? like mammogram, yeah, uh, supporter. Oh. And she would always oh, do this okay. song called the booby squeeze. So. I'm scared of getting a mammogram one day. Hopefully, like I feel like it has to be such primitive technology. There has to be a better way. Another thing that I was going to say, if you haven't noticed, is that we changed the title for our Atlanta Larchive, and it's now going to be called Becky. The Peaches of Teaches. <laughs> <laughs> You know what you just said? The peaches of teaches? Yeah. <laughs> the teaches of peaches. Teaches of peaches. Take just, two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just because that song, we found this uh, audio clip for free and it was so fucking hot. We just had to go with it. And we're major peaches stands and she's Canadian. So. Oh, really? And I need to tell you a funny. I actually have two stories. Wait, is me. she? Am I a bit confusing or Biff Naked? Oh, Biff Naked <laughs> like, is like, Canadian. I know. That's why I'm like, I just uh, like I, before I even like let this go. I have to. Okay, peaches. Okay. Well, do you want me to tell you a story in the meantime? Oh, she's Canadian. Okay, good. Um. So yeah, <laughs> listening to that exact song in the car. I remember like driving with Naiwani to Aramukto with my mom because I couldn't drive at the time. I was like literally 15, and. <laughs> The song would be like, sucking all my titties like you wanted me, calling me. And it's like, fuck the pain away. Fuck the pain away. And my mom would be like, did she just say sucking? (laughs) (laughs) Me and I wanted to just be like, fuck the pain away. Like in the minivan with my mom. (laughs) Hotboxing it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. There's skunk on the road. Oh, that reminds me of another story, which I think I would like me to tell. Obviously, me and I want to got stoned a lot in high school. I guess my I didn't have my license again still. And so she, my mom was driving. My license got taken away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got a DUI. Um, so my mom was driving Naiwani home and I decided to tag along. We were both really tired and Naiwani was in the front seat. But I guess she was used to me driving at that point. So she was assumed. Anyways, that's the key element, key point. And so Naiwani like falls asleep in the front seat. And then, like, we arrive at the house. I'm sitting in the back seat, and my mom's driving. And my wife wakes up, and she goes, I'm so fucking stoned. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, Nawani, what? No, you want to go in time? She's not talking about it. She's like, no, Peter, I'm so high. And I'm like, (laughs) then I'm like, literally, like, Nawani, I'm not driving. We just, like, both ran into the house. And we're just like, I don't know what to do. What 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 are we going to do? (laughs) And then, like, just walk back to the house and into my car with my mom and would pretend it never happened. He never brought it up. Yeah. Never brought it up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good parent. <laughs> I, I respect that. I would be probably be similar. Um, yeah. It's just really not an issue. If your kids don't, like, my mom, there's, worse, there's way sorry. worse things. My mom used to think it was like the devil's lettuce and would rather me smoke cigarettes. And that's basically why I got into smoking in high school. It's because it would like mask the smell of weed. Mm. <laughs> Doesn't mask like the symptoms. Yeah. <laughs> I smoke so many cigarettes, mom. I don't know. I'm so hungry. <laughs> Another thing full of anecdotes today is that like in high school, 
probably had a curfew of like 11 max 12 or something ridiculous I think mine was 12 yeah and um so i we would obviously get in like all the partying we could before then and i, I would like show up at home we and- started 3 p.m <laughs> yeah, exactly but i would like show up at home late at night like tripping on e and like watch snl with my mom oh i bet that was like those are like probably some cherished memories for you seriously oh. <laughs> now i just she have, got a contact high yeah now i just have this like molly flashbacks every time i watch snl i'm like <laughs> bone yang walks in i'm like <laughs> water water <laughs> Okay. And your mom's like, there's no way my son is gay. <laughs> and I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? Regular boy would do. I'm like regular. literally spinning it around in a cape to like edge of 17. <laughs> to edge of 17. <laughs> yeah. How does that song go? <laughs> Just like the wide window. <laughs> It reminds me, it was the joke that on Family Guy where Peter's at a concert and he's wearing like a poncho. Oh, yeah, I know exactly like, what you're talking about. She's going to sing Edge of 17 back up because I'm going to need some spinning room. <laughs> okay, here it is, here it is, here it is. Uh, iconic. I still feel that way about that song. Gets me uh, going. Yeah, I know. Well, I have a good remix. I'll get, <laughs> get you to listen to it while at the gym. I just start yes. spinning around at the gym, like throwing weights like shot put. <laughs> The, like um like medicine balls just like, <laughs> uh they had a thing saying who would win in a fight matilda or 13 or 11 <laughs> i guess she's 18 now <laughs> he was 13 <laughs> they changed her name so you went to the movie like the movie 13 do you remember that one <laughs> um wait refresh my memory oh no that one with the tongue okay, rings so the- <laughs> Just like beating Matilda on like high on gas. Harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'd be funny if Eleven's name just changed with her age. <laughs> and now Millie Bobby Brown plays the character eighteen. She's like plays the character forty-two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're saying who would win in a fight between Matilda and Eleven, and everyone was like, Matilda, she had such precision. No, with... Eleven would win. No, Eleven because... is MK Ultra. She's. Like, yeah, but she's like a ticking bomb. She has no control where Matilda is precision and accuracy. But like Matilda just can move objects like <laughs> 11. <laughs> Matilda can make pancakes. With her nose and like have everything spinning around and Danny DeVito walks in the room. What the hell is going on here? I'm smart, you're dumb. I think Danny DeVito would win. Yeah, Danny DeVito takes the veto. <laughs> That's where he got his name. He vetoes all fights. I'm actually really excited for the new Fast and Furious. I know you are. <laughs> Fast X. It's like the seventh highest produced movie of all time, budget-wise. How is that possible? Who's going to see these? The straights. Yeah, the straights. Yeah, like the people who saw Avatar. <laughs> yeah. I talk about it as though I'm not included. I f- Maybe there is like a lesbian narrative or something at this point. Like, isn't The Rock a lesbian? Yes. Um, okay. Well, speaking of, let's get right into it since, you know, we haven't been talking for like 40 minutes already. Oh my God. I know. Right. We're anecdotal. 
Um, okay, let's, let's take a break. Okay, be right back. We're going to take a short break. And when we get back, we will continue our recap of season 13, episode 14 of New Jersey. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. When the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine, that's amore. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. When the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine, that's amore. Bells will ring, tingling, Here she is. And welcome back. Hello. What did you think of this episode? Um, wasn't here or there for me because we're still getting into. Okay, wait. Was this that is the... the second to last, though. The next okay. episode is the last one. And that's the wedding? No, they're not even going to show the wedding. So we're going to have a spinoff for the wedding. Yeah, I'm assuming. Well, because end of this episode it said like on the finale and uh yeah so i think it's all gonna be at polly's prohibition era party (sighs) not another prohibition era party i'm so fucking sick of these prohibition era parties (laughs) what what is this chokehold it has basically straight people want to have a vice so bad that they'll make up the fact that drinking is illegal. Do you think they actually even think? Uh, well, because like I don't think they actually know what Prohibition era was. Well, Joe didn't. Joe did. Yeah, Joe really didn't. They just see it as like the um, Roaring Twenties or whatever, like exactly. just like clapper dresses, and it's easy to dress for. And that they're like, okay, these are items I could buy and add to my wardrobe, and maybe wear again. Is that like the convenience of it? Well, I think that Dolores said basically that in the episode before where she was like don't buy anything new but it's so funny because it's supposed to be like an irish prohibition i'm just imagining like everyone did in they like have a... prohibition in ireland <laughs> i don't think they did i know they're all just like in a potato sack like <laughs> <laughs> like mud on their faces like everyone has like a starving to death Mazzy and Cassie are there with their like red wigs <laughs> They freaking hired drones to get these establishing shots in New Jersey, and they still could only manage to get highways. <laughs> like, can't you pay just for stock footage? Like, I'm sure there's... I think they might have not only been exclusively recording highways, but that the content is so dark that they don't <laughs> include it. Before, like, for... it's so not glamorous, is what I want to say, is that, like... The Jersey canvas of it all is really not that enviable. Mm. It is not. But it's nice to have somewhere that's so car accessible, I guess. And before I forget, I want to say... <laughs> but it's only accessible by car. <laughs> exactly. I just wanted to say before I forget that you look like Rachel's daughter, the baby. Gianella. <laughs> Giatonio. Angel G- hair Gia pasta. Giatonio <laughs> angel hair food cake. Yeah, I, I do look like her. <laughs> okay. So we arrive at Queen Marlene's mansion, aka Marge's house, yeah. which <laughs> looks like three houses smushed together. Well, Marge's house eludes me a bit. Like, I can't really get a sense of it, but I do 
like it. I like it. I feel I would feel at home there. I can't believe she drives a mini. Yeah, it seems it seems cozy. Mm -hmm. Of course she does. And it probably she was like born to drive one. Um, she's she's like half Mini Cooper, like the Terminator. You know, uh, like the Terminator sees like the way he sees like, and he like can sense like um just like the red dot like boop 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 boop, but it's like that with like the like fake eyelashes on the car. Yeah, it's like Herbie fully loaded. She, she they need to do a Herbie. <laughs> Margie fully. <laughs> no, not Margie fully loaded. <laughs> loaded with what? We'll just let the audience fill that one in. I need more Marlene in my life, though. Yeah, where was we? Have, this is the first time we've seen Marlene this season, maybe. I don't know. I just like saying the name Marlene. I love her. No, like I don't understand her. Like, <laughs> who is she? What is she like? She's an enigma wrapped in a riddle and cash. <laughs> She's giving like Dobby House Elf. Oh, <laughs> she just sort of like. Is around a corner at all times. And you can't give her an article of clothing or else she'll be free. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so JFest brings in Sideshow, Razzie, and Cassie. Okay, no, they are giving Sideshow Bob. Are they on something? Like I don't know. They're like 90, so how if they were, it gotta be it gotta be some sort of divine cocktail of drugs. Yeah, no, they, their behavior was bizarre to me. Like, I don't even know how, like, they don't even, like, have conversations. They're just like, bah, 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 bah. I think it's because they were, like, trained to be, like, a circus act in the Victorian era. <laughs> they are circus act, like, and they love it. I know, and they're, like, putting on a show all the time. And yeah. they, like, finish, finish each other's sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> um, you You made a really good point, though. Uh, the last episode about this that like they dye their hair the same shade like they're they're obsessed with each other they're they're so enmeshed it's they have their they could have their own tlc spinoff i know that's what i think i put in my notes somewhere is that i want the Razzie and kazzy podcast <laughs> oh no it's mazzy it's <laughs> Not oh Razzie. is it mazzy it's mazzy uh, okay well as their manager, I'm going to veto that name. <laughs> we should reach out. Oh my god, that would be so chaotic. I bet they live in like Arizona or something in like one of those senior retirement places. I don't even know where they would live. What it their would look like. Their accents are so thick, it sounded like a speech impediment almost. It was like, what are you saying? No, I'm like, are you slurring your words? Exactly. That's okay. That's what I thought too. I was like, what are you? It's like 10 a.m. And they're just like, they weren't even like making coherent sentences. I was concerned. They were giving like ventriloquist dummy from like <laughs> goosebumps. <laughs> like. Yeah, but two of them. And they like had this whole spiel that they probably say it every time they go to the house about like where's the dishes like okay no <laughs> the way she like behaved about like she's like oh are these it like oh, what are these it's, it was so weird it was like her first day on earth she starts like putting on a, a dance and has like one of those hats with, uses one of those dishes as like a hat <laughs> she starts pulling out like handkerchiefs for her <laughs> <laughs> Pearly is there. 
<laughs> Not Pearly. Pearly was their protege. Oh my god, Pearly is their son that they made together. <laughs> I don't know how they reproduce, but <laughs> it's symbiotic. I don't yeah, know. Exactly. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> like snails. <laughs> Okay, I don't want to get into that. I don't have any notes about um, Maxie and Cassie. Um, I was just overwhelmed by them, and Mm -hmm. I want more. Would you want a twin? I I don't think so. I mean, I have lots of friends in my life who have been twins, and it's never that weird. I just, like, I think there's almost like a privacy that twins reserve for themselves. I know, I was thinking... But I'm not also like inquisitive. I'm not asking all these like weird questions about it. But yeah, I was thinking it'd be fun to have a twin. But then I'm like, not a gay twin. That'd be awful. Not. A th- and then I'm like, a straight twin. That would be bad too. I have with my sister a four year age gap. There's so many qualities about us that feel twin like. You know, yeah. we really do share DNA. Like the way we talk, the way we form thoughts. It's really interesting. Like having like a sibling who's the same gender as you and like grown up in the same home as you. We are very, very similar in ways that like confuse even her dog. Her Can't dog relate. doesn't even know how to tell us apart. Her Aww. dog thinks that I am her. Like he just thinks that like sometimes he gets two of her. I was just like imagining... Actually, when I was think- watching the episode, like what it would have been like for Jen meeting like her aunt for the first time and being like, what? Who's, who's my mom? Are you my that mom? Is a, that is like a thing I've seen on like, I know, it's uh, so Instagram reels. But yeah, imagine she's like still confused, like doesn't know who her mom is. You share so many genetics with your siblings and it would be really interesting to like have almost like parallel, like, or not parallel, like just like identical genetics that would be yeah. really cool to share with someone can't relate no yeah you and your sister are you don't look alike you don't behave the same way you have such vastly different personalities and like yeah i have two siblings and we're all pretty similar Mm -hmm. Um, but that's like nature nurture stuff it's hard to yeah and what i was going to say though is one time i did one of those girl filters on snapchat i look exactly like my sister it was terrifying oh really (laughs) (laughs) let's just say i'm an ugly ass drag queen Oh, don't call Sarah. I said I am. But I know, yeah. but you said you looked exactly like her. I mean, I'll send you the photo. We'll, we'll post it on Main. <laughs> we'll tag her. <laughs> yeah. But I sent it to my mom and she thought it was my sister. No, really? That's yeah. Funny. But she's not easy. Like, I don't even look like my siblings. Like, we all, like, don't look alike. But our personalities and, like, our inherent traits are really similar. Yeah. My sister is, like, my mom's height. So she's, like, 5'3", and I'm, like, s- s- almost six feet. And <laughs> But she's, like, blonde and, like, curvy. And I'm, yeah. like... Blonde, blue-eyed. I'm, like, skinny and tall. And she has blue eye and fair skin. Yeah. And I have, like, olive skin and brown eyes. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Like, you don't look like your parents at all. Well, I have, like, I my mom's you, color. You look like your mom a bit. Yeah. I see your, I see your mom in you. But I, I don't know if I ever told you this, that so AJ and I, I think in 2020, when like we didn't spend Christmas with the family, we sent out like a fam- like a portrait of me and AJ and we sent it to everyone, you know, okay. and um, it was just like us by our Christmas tree. Like, they thought you were siblings? Uh, no. So uh, I sent it to Catherine and Catherine had it on her fridge 
And then a friend of Catherine and Mike's saw it and was like, you and Mike look weird in this photo. (laughs) (laughs) Uncanny Valley, though. But that that has always been a thing. Because we're, like, Catherine and I are both brunettes. Yeah. And then Mike and AJ look pretty similar, too. Not even just the look, like, the temperament, where they're just kind of, like, more reserved, I guess. Have that kind of dynamic. I guess it's a a similar dynamic, maybe, is what I want to say. Would you agree? Oh, you know how to pick them, the Patrick girls. We do. We have a type. We like a like a nice blonde man. Oh yeah, with shrimp. Not eyes. even that. Like I'm like, <laughs> I I do seek out a shrimp eye. I do love a shrimp eye. <gasps> really? I do. I like, like I like a monolid. Yeah, monolid. I like that. Okay, let's get back into it. Okay, um, so let's let's jump into Dolores and Frank and Polly and family's dinner because. That was weird. Frank Jr. It has like a big new career opportunity and they're like there to celebrate it. Oh, really? And, well, do you know what it was? No, I think he maybe was like, he, he does real estate. So it's probably just a real estate thing. Magic Mike um, 5. Oh, that'd be great. I would intend. Yeah, I know. I would watch that. <laughs> Sounds my stomach makes in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, everything you need to know about Frank was so revealed in that dinner. I want to say something, is... though. Okay, you can say it. Um, can I say it, Becky? <laughs> <laughs> when they walk in, Dolores goes, Italians never sit with them back to the door. <laughs> These arbitrary rules are amazing. I just love how it's been reinforced this entire time with the do- Dolo, but... To be honest, in feng shui, it is a thing to not tell your back to the door. I was going to ask you, because I know that you're a feng shui like, yeah. person who's interested in that. And I was like, is that like a... It must be. They cross, had a, a cross-cultural thing. A Silk Road or whatever. And they had a lot of trade going on. So maybe that's where it's from. But the, all the feng shui is like obsessed with not turning your back to the enemy. And like they shake hands. like do, They do all these things to like reveal that you don't have like weapons on you and it's crazy (laughs) it's all about like not i guess they were in a lot of wars back in the day in china like yeah and like assassination like between themselves i guess between themselves okay so yeah italians never sit with their back to the door if i was a woman i would dress like dolores's navy confessional look all the time i know um oh god like i need to start looking like dolores i need hair extensions I need a, like a cross shoulder billowing almost just like she looks like the woman on like the front of a like a romantic novel you buy at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very romantic novel. I want to look like Dolores. How can I do this? Um, you need to take that pill that makes your skin turn dark. <laughs> yeah, okay. Looking into it. She's so like vivacious. Like I she really is so like sexual at this point in her life. Mm-hmm. Like Polly's bringing out something in her. I like it. Definitely. And treating her like the way she should be. Actually, I think this dinner went better than I expected it to. Everyone was kind of up each other's ass. And I wish my family was like that. <laughs> well, okay. So uh, Frank was trying to give them curveballs and it was very clear. Okay. Where, what what did he ask? He was like, he he addressed Polly and he was like, do you know what kind of type of ring Dolores would want? And Polly's like, well, I already have it. Ooh, and then Frank's like, double down. Ugh. Like, ooh, Frank, ooh, ooh, ooh. yeah, exactly. 
his veins popping. His veins started popping. Yeah, he, he didn't he he didn't expect that. And I think also there is like that showboating of um like Frank wanted Polly to witness his charisma or like um banter with Dolores and it wasn't going the way he planned. He thought it would be like this thing where he could be like asserting his alphaness. Yeah. And I think that Polly just like isn't even playing that game because I don't think he sees Frank as an adult man. No, you shouldn't either. I think Polly feels very comfortable and secure exactly. in his position right now. We need to talk about Brittany literally contributing nothing to the conversation. Um, okay, well, that one comment she made about how, how was learning English. Exactly. She's like, and my name's Brittany. And we're like, yes, you said that a million times, Brittany. Thank you, Brittany. She also like made a comment. like It was like, kind of off screen, like the camera panned. But she was like, guys, come on. I'm an old soul. Yeah, I know. They, oh, my God. That was so cringe. Poor Brittany. I, I really do feel that New Jersey is the dumbest franchise. They, yeah. Because of they, what of Joe said, he doesn't even know what prohibition is. And I was like, how do you have so much money and you don't even know what prohibition is? That's not even like the big thing for me. It's just like the general, like, well, not only Teresa just royally misunderstanding everything around her. I think it's like the lack of curiosity these people have for the outside world is so apparent on the show. They just like don't know how anything operates or works outside yeah. of them. They don't know anything about politics or culture. It's true. It's, except- it's just... Reminds me of my parents where they're just like kind of complacent living in this old school world where you put your entire value into like your job. And like, that's how what they were kind of talking about at the dinner. Everything was like very old school values, um, but are, they will get into politics, the, those Jersey people, because it reminds me of Snooki when she thought Obama was after the Guidos because he put a tanning tax <laughs> And so he. So I she, do remember that, yeah. But she's like, I'm voting for McCain because Obama hates Guidos. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered like this funniest meme that me and I want to joke about. It's kind of relevant to Italian culture. Uh, so Gigi Hadid, she did this like one of those candy hearts she posted, and it says, "Will you free my Palestine?" Like on Valentine's Day. I think it was Bella. Okay, Bella, she's, ooh, she's more political. And then yeah. Donatella Versace commented, lowercase, Donatella, capital, Versace. That's all she wrote. <laughs> I think about it a lot. <laughs> I think about it a lot, too. It's just, like, all I want to respond when anyone thinks I have something uh, smart to say on, about something serious. Yeah. Donatella Versace. <laughs> Okay, so I love how Irish and Italian people think that they're immigrants still. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the only like real immigrants on the show are the Turkish Joe family. And Teresa. Uh, well, in. yeah. I don't know. Well, I no, I were Joe and Teresa born in the US? I'm not sure. Mm, I don't even know if they were born on this planet, honey. <laughs> <laughs> um because like Joe and Teresa, their parents were, you know, immigrants. So like their first gen, and uh, I think the same probably goes for Jennifer Aiden, whatever his name is. I'm keep forgetting. <laughs> Joey, Polly, yeah, he's first gen. <laughs> you can you I have to write it down a million times. How you cannot remember his name? Uh, we this is episode um, 
13 and you have never uh, once been he needs to have anything. a prof- he needs to have a confessional and i need to say his name clearly on the chiron i'm a visual person i remember danielle and rachel so you gotta it's interesting though he has not either he wasn't offered a confessional or he doesn't want to do it like he's like i don't wear point. makeup that's for fags <laughs> yeah and then Frankie's like, like i'll take his spot <laughs> no you're right like i get the vibe that Polly. I wouldn't be shocked if he was a pretty Republican kind of dude. I guess with the kind of style of his house is so weird. Um, I know it's a based literally based on the design of his house. Can we talk about designs of house and the apartment Jen Aiden got for her brother? I thought it was sweet if for like a big. Oh my god, apartment. that apartment was disgusting. But for the starter, like. They just land. They didn't have a place. Like, what else are you yeah. going to get them? No, but like, they're they're like in their forties. Yeah. Like the I just, thought it was sweet. The, like TJ. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I really dislike that. Even just like the template of that kind of condo or whatever it is, I think is gross. I know it's kind of sad when the producers were like, "Look, we kind of have a view," and they show like an empty lot and like construction and a highway. But well, her her sibling and his wife seemed really grateful for it, and that was cute. Like the 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 decor really bummed me out. It was so if if I had to be transplanted transplanted there today, Mm -hmm. I would probably walk into traffic. (laughs) It's so macabre, Uh, but. I mean, it was furnished. It's not like you can't put up your own stuff and make it look nice. Uh, it was just like the little decorative elements, like this, like Buddha or this little leaf thing, or, or just it was all so ugly. I can't. And the the pillowcases on the couch and that's Jersey. Everything. It, it just it seems so budget, but like for all you know, that's what they're operating within. Okay, but okay. Um, go on. I want to jump back to the dinner for a sec because I don't know if you noticed, but it's all I could focus on was this couple in the background wearing matching Versace outfits. Did you see this? No. <laughs> I think that's why I was like thinking about Versace, but I was, they were wearing like that white and gold Versace pattern, like, mm. and they were tanned so dark compared to, and they had one and like the wife had like giant hair and it's all like they were the only other couple at the restaurant i'm like how did the producers not think about to move them because they were in like literally every shot it was yeah, insane. Same on the show that's like, what i was thinking need, too I'm we like, need new blood okay, the on. show is kind of stale i'm going to send you i took so many screenshots of this because i was like baffled okay because, yeah did you know that they do hire background extras sometimes but they would never in a million years let dress. like an extra like, look take, like this look like this yeah okay it is like oh my fucking god i have so many pictures of like every razzie and what's her name mazzy and Cassie moment it's funny oh Mazzie my god and it like oh, becky they look like an snl sketch in the background like you're going to die you're going to die okay i'm sending it now <laughs> Wow. Why would they, like, okay. they're so distracting. Why wouldn't they make them move? Like, it's all I could see. And, like, they're the same color as Frank. Yeah, yeah. They look Is like Is that, this... like, how you gain admittance in New Jersey? It's, like, when you're, like, 
<laughs> you have to pay the toll to get under the bridge to get into New Jersey. They're like, are yeah. you on a shade of like pale to raspberry? I think, yeah, they definitely are in raspberry shade, but maybe they're just like NPCs or something that like are like aliens from Earth that decided to come down. And that's what they thought humans looked like because it's giving very <laughs> uncanny value. It's, it's insane. It was very distracting. Yeah. But we need to get them on the Mazzy and Kazzy show. Yeah, Mazzy and Kazzy hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the word that Marge used? Yeah, whirling dervishes. That's what the yeah. Mazzy and Kazzy show is going to be called, whirling dervishes. Um, it's funny you say whirling dervishes because in my, I think I was like in second or third year Concordia, I took a course because I had like a minor in religion or religious studies. And I took one on like Sufism. Mm-hmm. and so as a requirement is that you have to attend services um aj came with me for the event like the whirling dervishes thing is because the sufis they do this thing where they like um go spin like circle around spin around so much that you get so delirious yeah. from it. just like turkish cultures um not necessarily i think persian yeah whatever. i've seen this uh i think i think it's like it, it's a it's it's islamic mysticism so it can be like yeah, 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 yeah. in any like mis- uh islamic culture but um so i dragged aj to this event and as a woman you don't participate in that so i just sat back that's what i was thinking yeah with the men. women and like i was just like holding a baby the whole time and it was really fun but then aj had to like be a whirling dervish the whole time <laughs> Not AJ being a whirling dervish. Yeah, he was a full, and you had to like AJ for, just like, like starts puking. fifteen minutes. <laughs> that was the concern. <laughs> like pukes in a circle, and they start. I think he's the exorcist, and they start like throwing holy water on him. Is that how it works? Um, it's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good class, though. I really enjoyed that. I did take a religious studies class where we had to go to like a Buddhist temple, but no whirling dervishes over here. Yeah, Sufism is really cool. It seems like a good time. Uh, imagine if Tree and Louie had a baby. It would be like one of those purple babies, but like forever. It would be a grape. Oh, it would let out a little wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> finally, workshop, finally workshop that joke like 10 episodes later. Yeah. I think that there might be in the background a sound of my oven going off. Oh, whatever. whatever. I love it when the the mood is like punctuated with cookies being ready. Like you make a joke and it's like, bing, cookies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm making um, like a sheet pan gnocchi recipe tonight. It's just so spoiled. AJ, if you're listening, you better treat that woman well. I know. I feel guilty if like dinner's not ready the time he arrives. Yeah, like for me, I'm like, do I have a protein bar to eat? Sad. Teresa is planning her wedding with Louis, and Louis makes a call to his mom to discuss like the first dance. And usually, this would happen with like the bride and yeah. her dad. But Teresa's like, my no no's not here, so I'm just gonna admire you. Yeah. <laughs> You imagine like the ghost of Nono like lifts her up onto the dance floor. <laughs> it starts like playing like Phantom of the Opera. 
The chandelier crashes. Yeah, I was just going to say. Louis like turns around. He's playing the or- organ. <laughs> Louis's never been brighter red. Um, okay, so I mean, I we will probably jump around talking about the Louis of it all this episode. He what is... the f- fuck is going on with him? He's manic. Like that's a good he, point. He is unwell. I think that um, something's happening here, and I and it made me really, really uncomfortable to watch it. The way he was behaving in like th- not only this scene but then at the like the last scene of this episode especially the is, last scene he's adding gas to the fire in this way that i'm like what the fuck bro well the thing that's like toxic relationships 101 is like when they make you cut off your family like that and like alienate you from your family yeah, yeah. No, exactly what i thought that like like there's no way that he feels so impassioned to this level like the, his motivation is Beyond the scope of him trying to protect Teresa. It has nothing to do with that. Yeah, I think it's because, I don't know, we'll get into it later. I have like more notes, but there's, we still have some more stuff to discuss before we get to the, the, the creepy ending, I guess you would call it. It is a creepy ending. Like, I like left this episode feeling like concerned Figured. for her. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> we did spend some time at danielle's house which i think you redacted this so prepare to censor it is literally your house in fredericton (laughs) (laughs) um but especially her basement is literally your basement in fredericton (laughs) because it's like chaos (laughs) well i'm sure like you know i'm sure i've told you this in the past that like our basement's haunted no uh, we need we need to get this story out on the pod right now I feel like I vaguely remember some stories, but like when we first met each other, but you have to tell me something. We need to get this on record. Well, okay. <laughs> we'll get into it. There is a f- presence in the home yeah. and it, it's made itself known and it's a scary antagonistic force. And um, my sister has experienced it since she was a little kid. She would never go into the basement alone. She always knew there was something there. And I, one of my earliest memories was seeing something supernatural down there. Yeah. Like, uh, I was probably like four or five. I remember being on the floor in the basement and seeing marbles come out at me. <gasps> Jenna marbles? Oh, and a dog. <laughs> that'd be so cute. Oh, that'd be so nice. But no, like actual, like just like from like the like, Hey, my mom's kind of sewing room. That's some jigsaw. That's some jigsaw type shit. Where he's like, "Come play with me." This like whatever this force is was not malevolent towards me, but um, with Catherine, it was not. It's like antagonizing her. Where she has had sleepovers in the basement, and then sleepovers in my bedroom. Where it's it's the sound of like a growling and scratching at the door. That's terrifying. Well, that's why. I was so bad at the Wii when I played it at your basement that one time. That's why, honestly. <laughs> do, do you even take the wheel? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but we definitely need to sell merch that's t-shirts that says mom, wife, boss on it. <laughs> <laughs> so Danielle is organizing her bougie kids apparel and it reminded me of when I was little and I would put fashion shows on for my mom like every day. 
with breasts, with padding. Cunt. Snatch to the gods. You think your mom knew you were gay? I don't know if she knows a lot of things. But... <laughs> <laughs> I remember hearing even in like when I was living in Fredericton that like the neighbors knew, which was kind of upsetting to be like when you barely even have come to terms about it yourself. Like you like had to come out to your parents and you hear like the na- everyone knows. Like it's not something that you make you feel very safe. You feel like you were under like analysis the whole oh, yeah. your whole life. That like when you aren't conforming to certain rules, that, that people are taking they're they're checking off something, and it's unconscious to a certain point because like the way we're programmed as human beings, like we're always looking for markers. And mm-hmm. yeah, it definitely made me like paranoid like later in my adulthood, and then. I, but I even remember like the gayest shit I would do in like grade five. I would like put on like performances for my class with like r- those like uh, artistic gymnastics ribbons. Like, <gasps> oh my God, Peter. Oh my God. I would have been so, so happy to be your mom. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I would have been so thrilled if my son wanted to do that. I probably told you this where I got Barb. I think I said this on the pod where I got Barbies for my birthday one of them was in the I mean, like boys. your your mom was obviously in the know she knew my mom wasn't getting me barbies the neighbors were giving me barbies but oh, <laughs> <I've> never... <laughs> i guess my mom maybe just chose like ignorance because i think even she though we had no like language for it no but even though it is like technically homophobia it she like f- would be afraid for her son to like have to live a harder life yeah like thing to default to is that like she was trying to protect you from her reality exactly but the thing is though is that kind of makes it worse but we're all human it it perpetuates it yeah exactly perpetuates it and but we're all human we're I don't hold any grudges, and mom. I love you. The motherly instinct <laughs> probably is like based on her upbringing. She mm-hmm. just wanted to make sure you were safe. And she had a daughter. And so it was a very like feminine house. I was just like playing with her toys. You know, maybe she didn't think too hard about it. But maybe I could ask mm-hmm. her. I did. <laughs> I did. Okay. Another story real quick is that like when I was like 16, me and my mom were like driving somewhere in New Brunswick and there's like a really big age difference between me and my sister, like six years. And I was like, that doesn't really make sense in terms of family planning. You don't really like have a kid six yeah. years later. And I was like, mom, was I a mistake? And she was like, you were just like an accident on purpose. A key element though, was that my mom got her tubes tied right after. So I was like, oh yeah, definitely a mistake. They're like, oh, better not let that happen again. Oh, well, that's kind of radical for them to only want one child. Yeah, maybe. I, you know what's even more radical is my mom didn't even really want to be a mother. Really? Yeah. She's so maternal. I know. What? What does she want to do instead? <laughs> Gamble? I don't know. <laughs> like run the streets? Like, I what? know. Exactly. What, what was Bert's plan? She I'm went, curious. Okay. <laughs> uh, when we lived in Florenceville, it's so rural. They would have like bear traps in people's yards. And at night, my mom put on, she would go for walks with her neighbors and she put on so many reflectors and whistles and bells that they would call her Robo Mom. Oh, <laughs> I like it a lot. 
<laughs> okay, it was worth it. We'll keep it in. We'll keep it in. Okay, but we got to get oh, back I to like the show. It. No, like that is like actually the beginning of a screenplay. Robot mom. That's like the turkey. <laughs> actually, yeah. Like your mom making all these sounds and like. But we can't like because we're on strike right now. So we can't. <laughs> no brainstorming <laughs> screenplays right now. I'm not part of a union, but I am in <laughs> solidarity. Okay, so Danielle's mom is mother. She comes down. She's like, do I need to punch someone? <laughs> like, <laughs> Okay, yeah, and we find out that like Danielle's mom has also been axed out by the brother. Oh yeah, it's so it sucks. Um, well, it's it's honestly it's confusing at this point. This is like a fucking episode thirteen. We need details. Tell me what's going on. What happened? We have no information. Like we can't dedicate this amount of effort in like this as a storyline without any information. Yeah, we should get his brother, her brother on the pot. That would be good. Get him. Oh, okay. I will. I will go online tonight and find his like LinkedIn. Seriously, <laughs> but yeah, my mom never got into the drama with me and my sister, which I always thought was kind of unfortunate. She just kind of goes like nonverbal. She's like, "I wish you guys could get along." Well, I mean, I understand, but at the same time, like, I mean, we're adults, but you're the mom. Okay redact maybe. Um, but yeah, like obviously, Danielle's mom was being the mom and. For her to take Danielle's side, I think implies that whatever her brother's doing is really weird. Okay, yeah. Just to blast through a bit, we already saw, we already discussed uh, the Turkish couple getting settled, but there was one thing that popped out to me was that Jen finally admits to her sister-in-law, I guess, that she needs more help around the house, which I, she never really yeah. articulated for me. It was always like, she was always like, I'm fed up, Judy. But she never really knew what she was talking about. But I guess she kind of is asking for help. Yeah. What Bill did not anticipate was Jen being exposed to, like, the larger world. She actually has, like, a vocabulary now finally to, like, address these things that, like, cause her distrust for him, cause her, um, like, disdain, like, resentment towards him. He wants her to be this kept wife and she is engaged with the larger world and she just won't do it anymore. She, she, she has questions that deserve answers and he is retreating to that pool house and is not willing to actually engage because if he does, he knows that the answers won't be good. Oh my God. Wow. Becky was taking it to that deep psychological level, but it kind of reminds me of Melissa and Joe's narrative in the earlier seasons where she he didn't want her to work yes exactly there is um a comfort in knowing that like your spouse has a very limited amount of exposure to the world whether it be friends or the internet wow you're so right i'm gonna have to put that thought in my back pocket and let it simmer We get to Rachel, and we finally meet her son that she's adopted. Jaden, yeah. Yes, I thought that was really um, sweet. That's, that was so sweet. I really actually thought that, like, I was talking about all these questions I had the previous episode. This addressed all my concerns. Exactly. The way that, like, Jaden was, um, like, engaging and reacting to Rachel, you can tell that this is his mom. Exactly. And he Ra- had his- Rachel's his mom. He had his own autonomy and it was, everyone yeah. was commuting, everyone was communicating really well. And, and, and just like, it felt really positive. It felt really productive. And Rachel was doing all these telltale signs of like, she did her research as like constantly giving him an out, 
you know? Oh, like, you're so right. That's, that's such a good mom thing to do, uh, or like a, maybe like an adoptive or stepmom thing to do is like, no matter what, like, I'll give you two avenues right now, and there are no repercussions, whatever route you take. I oh. will always be this version of myself that you know, even if you like decline what I'm offering you, or if you do <laughs> accept it, it's not going to change. And whether you like it or not, you will be my son, she said. I, yeah. <laughs> no, but also, like, I did not really think about, like, the depth of her having had miscarriages in the past and how Jaden was, like, a figure in her life of, like, no matter what, I always have this little boy to take care of. Oh, my God. Oh, the healing. So, so much sweet. healing. Like, the, 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 there's, like, a real exchange happening between them that they both get something real out of this relationship she takes care of him but he also addresses all of her needs you know what i got out of that our puka shell necklace is back because i hope not i think they're back oh no i'm triggered from my like grade eight quebec city trip i know (laughs) (laughs) i wore like a police quebec shirt the entire time with like a fedora and uh puka shell necklace with no sleeves and you probably bermuda shorts back. i want to see come back the um the thing that like had such a chokehold on my generation was like the like the glass blown thing with like the mushroom in the middle oh yeah that's lincoln but you were on a hemp necklace it was never left vancouver oh my god don't get me started with that like freaking whatchamacallit like, I was, I was Nelson wearing that coded. before I had ever done shrooms. Like, I yeah. just thought it was... Aww. Me and Redacted, they used to make hemp necklaces in elementary school, and we would sell them for, like, a lot of money because they were, like, handmade. It's, like, 5 or $10 or whatever, and everyone wanted them because they were, like, really trendy at the time. Okay, wait. You were talking about the adoption, the puka shell. Oh, my God. One more story that I wanted to... Which is actually, like, a good story. It was on the Quebec City trip. Uh, so we were all... I was in grade 8, so we would have been, like, 13 12 so even already a nightmare for chaperones but guess what i did the (laughs) which none of the chaperones know that i was responsible for this but i introduced the entire bus to red bull yay red bull (laughs) It, it hadn't come out yet and i had found it in like i was in but i knew what it was because i had just i was in europe the year before and it was really big there and so I went into like an Asian grocery store and they had it in those little like Thai bottles, the medicine ones. Yeah. And so everyone got them on the trip and thing, they were literally climbing. I'm not even kidding, climbing the walls. Like <laughs> it was crazy, but it was really fun. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Okay. Back to reality television. Um, Bill, is his face, did he get like another facelift? I don't know. Like... In the conversation with um, Jen and Bill, I really took note of when Olivia was in the background because she's always omnipresent in every scene they film. But even um, if it's not with Bill and Jen, she just like at Teresa's house, like poking around the corner. Like, but um, like Jen had like a fake like long cigarette in. Oh Olivia. yeah, that was. I was smoking it, and she was like, "I just like how it feels." I got a screenshot. Don't worry. She just was like literally rehearsing her one man show that she's going to do on Broadway. Yeah, exactly. We're just, it's Olivia's world and we're just living in it. Yeah. 
I'm kind of sad that Dolores' boyfriend, Paul Lee, had to intentionally hide his accent because he moved there when he was 23. So he had to make like a conscious decision to His accent it. is pretty discreet. And do you I know why? That he's Irish. Because stupid white drunk girls are like, say something in your accent. Yeah. Um, speaking of accents, though, today at work, just like asked everyone, how do you say, do you say Mario or Mario? Well, and we we're, all, we're we're all Canadians. We say Mario, but um, he says it is technically Mario. it's Mario. No, exactly. Like, um, uh, I didn't know that it was incorrect until AJ pointed it out. Because, like, not only is AJ American, but he's also like you know he's half Italian, <laughs> and um, he's <laughs> from New England. He oh no, and, and like everyone from New England is either Irish or Italian, so. Like, when he heard me say it, he was like, what did you just say? Mario? It's Mario. Yeah. It's a me, Mario. Exactly. I think it, we've even not, had that. It's a me, Mario. I had to keep on telling myself that when I was watching the movie because I was like, I'm like it's a me, Mario. It's me, Mario. Because I'm always like, Mario, Mario Kart, Mario Kart. I, <laughs> Mario Kart, not Mario Kart. I never say Mario but, Kart. Yeah. But, it's Mario Kart. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy how like our our Canadian accents just like supersede like how actually it's pronounced. Um, spoiler alert for the movie if you haven't seen it that his we meet Mario's family and his dad is the real voice actor of Mario. Oh, they actually got the real guy. Yep. Cute. And he's going. He does. He gives us a few wahoos and. <laughs> <laughs> but do it in canadian (laughs) i don't know it's a me mario it's a me mario socialized healthcare (laughs) okay (laughs) speaking of ridiculous men with ridiculous hats like the men are craving the Kangol hat like all of them wanted to wear one so bad. Okay, that hat is such a boner killer. I, <laughs> I know. I can't. It's so bad. It's called either like a paperboy like style, but the Kangol, I guess, is the brand, it's like the Australian company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was searching it like like yesterday, being like, what is this name? Is it called the dad hat? No, the Kangol. They did a whole sketch. Um, who's a guy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine who was on SNL? Andy... Sandberg. Andy Sandberg is on Weekend Update and he's playing Nicolas Cage and it, the whole thing is just about Kangle hats. <laughs> Danielle has the worst extensions that I've ever seen in my life. Like, she hasn't changed them since 2001. Like, did you see? Um. Okay, no. But if we're going to talk about extensions, I don't know if we have to fast forward into we're almost Teresa. Done. And Louis' conversation. She had bad extensions too, which I noticed. Okay, her hair was every shade of brown. I've it was green. Seen. I was like, "Do you go swimming <laughs> a lot?" No, it's exactly like that's how my hair looked when I was like, yeah. eight, when I was swimming in a coronated pool every day. She looked like the like I don't know if you're not like a David Lynch girly. There's a scene in Mulholland Drive where there's like a a jump scare, and the monster that comes out is every shade of Teresa's hair. I'll send you a reference. <laughs> okay. Um, I have a hot take that Louie 
is the rat. He's been hired by Bravo to make Teresa fall in love with him <laughs> and make all the drama. Oh, God, I don't, I don't really vibe with that. Like, I think. I just, he's like the way he was acting at the end. He was putting on such like a monologue. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, no, but I think he really is like in his mind, like the most important character in every story. And also he was just, he's kept referencing like almost like Chinese Zodiac characters. <laughs> he was like, like calling like the Snakes and rats. Like, pig. Oh yeah, pit rat. Like it's like he like go to one of those getaway camps and it was like zodiac themed. One of those like men men healing retreats. I guess you call it. I forgot to mention it when we were talking about um like Jen and Bill, but like they brought up the the snake theme. Yes. So this theme is so ongoing. We really predicted the snake theme, Mm -hmm. but then at like the last scene of the episode with Teresa and Louis, he brought up the snake pit again. Well, like, that was because it was a preview. The... Well, that no, was the no, continuation, no. though. No, in the last scene, it was yeah. like uh, like Teresa and Louis in their bedroom discussing, like, um, uninviting Melissa and Joe from the wedding. But he oh, kept saying, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, if you're in a snake pit, would you s- s- save me? And she's like, yeah. And <laughs> like, well, I wouldn't save, I would save you. And, like, you're in a snake pit now. I actually have screenshots of it. I'm just trying to look because it like literally read like a housewife tagline the way he said it. Yeah. He was so mad eyed. Like, yeah, was, he was manic was for weird. sure. Yeah, it was weird. The takeaways from that scene, like Louis wants conflict. He wants it. You can almost tell from Teresa's body language that he was getting too like intense. He was about, out of control. Like, yeah, like he he wants to create this like line in the sand between the Gorgas and the, whatever. which is weird like, to like take such a hard stance when it's Teresa's blood because like, even though it's his not hurt was like deeper than hers exactly weird. but like even though he was saying things that kind of made a lot of sense if someone was speaking that way about like my sister who I don't get along with I would still be like offended because I'm related to them you know or just like back off yeah. Like, Jesus, is Groomzilla. I don't know what's going on. He, you know, like, Groomingzilla. <gasps> <gasps> Groomingzilla. Okay, no, because he, he is grooming her so hard. He was adding, like, fuel to the fire the whole time. And she kept doing this thing. Like, she was, like, looking down. She was, like, almost embarrassed. He's, like, renewing. He's, like, reciting his vows. And he's, like forever to hold and love you i promise to be your manager i mean husband (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was really disturbed by this i really just want Teresa to succeed and i don't know if he's going to be the guy to do it because the way he was treating whatever infractions uh melissa and joe do to him he was acting as though they had like killed his kid or something you know what i mean it was yeah, so it's like, not that deep girl it was so disproportionate yeah well we need to get freaking razzy and kazzy Mazzy and kazzy on the case i bet they're oh the god. only ones that can bring them, them being together. like relationship therapists oh my god they just like do that activity where you stand behind the person and pretend to be their arms and then they like <laughs> have a full conversation feed you <laughs> Big CD. Okay, now Teresa, you be Mazzy's arms and 
Louie, you can be Cassie's arms. And we're going to uh, role play. We need the Capricorn. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to role play you reciting your vows at your wedding. Um, did you watch like the clip for next week? I remember them saying that it was a season finale. So it really is just all the the party at Polly's house. Oh and yeah. Oh yeah. Because really? it, what's no Joe? So unhinged. Joe like loses his temper and he's giving like his christening no. vibes. No, he doesn't. Like uh, based on the clip, he doesn't. No, Joe is being like, "Hold me back." No, or he he kept saying like, "Cause." Um, Louis was out of control and that Nate Danielle's husband was holding Louis back and he was okay. like no Louis or no no uh, Nate don't do that just let him go at me he was just kind of shocked and like I think reacting just being like well okay if this guy wants to do this we're gonna do this Ugh. but okay Louis looked so crazed in the preview but... yeah well we're gonna we're gonna see it next week um anything else that you would like to mention before we wrap it up rebecca no no little baby what's <laughs> what's the babe rachel's baby's name Gianetta? i don't know she was on one today she was manic she, <laughs> she was running all over the place i'm mazzy and this is jazzy <laughs> and don't go into a spazzy Ooh. We'll be back next week. J-Fest, bringing the limericks back to town. Oh my god, can you imagine J-Fest at a rap battle? I can. I think she wasn't. I think I did see Mazzy and Jazzy in 8 They were in 8 Mile in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Their hair is literally mom spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the like, line comes from. <laughs> For our listeners that are continuing to listen to New Jersey, we have a surprise for you, and that is free breadsticks, and they will be delivered to your door by Mazzy and Kazzy. <laughs> Bye. Don't be scared. Bye. <laughs> Shrimp Cocktail Podcast is created, produced, and edited by Becky P. and Peter B. Find us on social media at Shrimp Cocktail Podcast and on Twitter at Shrimp Podcast. Special thanks go out to Cover Art by Catherine at Ken Pat and theme song by AJ at Grief.Turkey. Please catfish us at shrimpcocktailpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. If you love Shrimp Cocktail, be sure to follow us on Patreon for exclusive episodes and more. Bye!